Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Everybody, welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host, and it is yet another emergency podcast. This one, frankly, not one I thought I'd do during my time at CBS Sports, but here we are joining me to talk about Bill Belichick out as Patriots coach, our resident Patriots insider. And uh, Patriots historian at this point, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? It's making me really fancy with the historian. I feel like I should be coming out with like a twiddled mustache or something. like <laughs> A monocle? I mean, we've um, done a couple of these now, Will. I mean, we've done the Brady yeah. departure. I mean, we are like the, the two horsemen of the Patriots dynasty coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, look, so I was sitting on HQ and I was, you know, it's early in the morning when we were, it's like 840 in the morning when we're recording this, the, um, the news came out at like 7 a.m. on Thursday, January 11th. It makes you wonder just how much, like whether this was decided last night, whether it was decided today, if this was like maybe even a little bit of reverence for Nick Saban, who retired from Alabama on Wednesday, or Pete Carroll, who retired, you know, was like stepped away from the Seahawks on Wednesday as well, or if it was just simply the, the two sides, uh, Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick met over the, I mean, like, how do you think, short version, how do we, not, not like the long version, Brady leaves, Patriots aren't very good, roster kind of stinks, um, but like short version, how do you think we got here over the last few days? Well, the short version starts with a guy named Drew Bledsoe, and then, no, I'm <laughs> I ultimately think that this goes back to the Germany game against the Indianapolis Colts. I think that's where we start, where the oh. page where Robert Kraft was like, okay, this is where we're going, going to move off of Bill Belichick. I think that was the first true notion that they were going to move on. That was a game where he spoke to the team leading up to it, was telling a lot of people he really wanted to win this game. And you could talk about it from a marketing standpoint, you know, Patriots going internationally. There, there was an emphasis for Robert Kraft in that game, and the Patriots looked awful. They benched Mac Jones for a two-minute drill for Bailey Zappi for really no reason. It made, you know, it was just a very poor decisioned game by Bill Belichick, and ultimately, I think that was where it struck the end. Fast forward to now, I think you are talking about exit strategy over this last week. I think that there's maybe a brief conversation in one of their initial meetings to say, okay, clearly that season was horrible. How do we fix it? Can you be the guy that fixes it? Belichick admitted earlier this week that 
he might be able to relinquish GM duties. I don't necessarily believe him in that regard. And I mm. think ultimately Kraft didn't either. And I think that's why we got to where we are today, where they're moving on. That's a, that's a great point because when Belichick came out and talked to the media about his willingness to do whatever's best for the team and all that stuff. I mean, he probably knew that this was a fait accompli as well. Like the, like the, like he was, he was going to be out and it was more like putting it in Bob, on Bob Kraft, like putting the onus on Bob Kraft and Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft really to make the decision and to force him out. I mean, I don't think that to me, I mean, to me, this is, this is, I mean, I've been saying this for the last few weeks. Maybe even a month. I don't know. But this is where this was always headed this way to me that we were going to get a situation where the two sides met and there's a mutual parting of the ways. You can't fire Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's not going to quit because then he has to give you back all the money you owe him. Ultimately, the amount of money you owe Bill Belichick, the amount of money they exchange hands here, pretty negligible in terms of all the money the Patriots have made, all the Super Bowl wins, all the success. And I do think that the way that this gets handled, maybe just the example I can sort of think of, Sully, I don't really remember um, Peyton Manning leaving the Colts after the 2011 season. Jim Mercer called a press conference to announce that they were releasing Peyton Manning. And it was like, you know, we have to, we just, we have to, you know, he's like, he's, he's, he's had all these neck and, and the way and like Peyton Manning was sitting up there with like this look on his face. Like, I cannot believe that you're doing this, but I respect this team and this franchise and this game uh, too much, not to just put on a happy face and smile and go out. And then, you know, went on to Denver and had great success. I, I just think that Belichick isn't happy about this. Maybe he's relieved in a, in a way, but he can't be happy that he's being essentially forced out of New England. Yeah, and, but you also do have to look at it from a business standpoint because Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft, this is a business. This is the family yep. business. And I business think he's booming. <laughs> and I and I but I also think, you know, just talking about this departure, I think that they're learning and taking a page out of what they're starting to do with Tom Brady. Bill Belichick and the Crafts and the Patriots organization, yes, today is the day that he is no longer the head coach. But there's a partnership to be made here going forward. They're going to continue to make money together, going back on the glory days and hoodie logos and things like that. We're mm. seeing that now with Brady. So, you know, as much as we're saying, okay, this is, you know, a bitter divorce, I think part of it is over this last few weeks is to try not to make it a bitter divorce, to try to yeah. make it as palatable as possible because there is going to be a working relationship with Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and this organization going forward in some capacity. Again, not from a football operation standpoint, but from a, uh, lack of a better word, a mascot. There's going to be statues. There's going to be Bill Belichick days. There's going to be rings of honor and, and things like that. There's going to be marketing around Bill Belichick's paid time with the Patriots over the rest of time. And so to really kind of sully that right out of the gate is a pun bad intended? business move. Yeah, uh, pun intended. To do By that, way, you but I mean, and, and and not like I'm not like calling you. I mean, you got a bunch of Patriot stuff, Belichick Patriot stuff behind you. Like it's yeah. it's. I mean, it's it, especially if and to just to your point, like if the Patriots struggle for a little bit. And by the way, following Bill Belichick, not easy and not going to be fun for whoever takes over. There's definitely going to be some hearkening back to the the glory days of Belichick being there. And so, do you think that Belichick? Once he goes, so he's going to go somewhere. I don't think he's done coaching, right? Obviously, 
I, don't I think he, I think he goes to Atlanta personally. I haven't actually read your landing spots piece, but I'm curious where you think the likelihood of him going is. Do you think, so one, where do you think he goes? Two, do you think he just goes there, breaks Don Shula's record, and is like, all right, I'm good. And then three, do you think he comes back to the Patriots in some capacity as an advisor at some point? I don't know if he does the advisor or anything like that. I don't I don't see that. I think once Bill Belichick's done, I actually think he's done. I think he wants the record and then he's gonna dip. And and maybe if right. he's on a team that is contending for a Super Bowl, then sure you stick around. But you know if it's if it's just to get the record and things aren't looking, you think if Arthur Smith that, can go seven to ten three straight years, why why can't I bang that out and beat Shula? Atlanta's on the landing spots list again. The the quarterback's a big question, but sure. for a dude that stinks at drafting skill position players, they're on there. You have Kyle Pitts, you have Drake London, you have Bijan Robinson. The Chargers certainly make a lot of sense just strictly because they have Justin Herbert. Yep. Washington's been a sexy name over the last few years. Josh Harris, the new ownership group, they always, anytime a new owner comes in, they love to make huge splashes. Belichick would certainly qualify as one of those. The other one is if I'm Bill Belichick this weekend, I am putting on my cheese head right directly on my hood. And I am rooting for the Green Bay Packers because oh, if yeah. they upset the Dallas Cowboys, that instantly becomes my number one destination if they oust Mike McCarthy. For okay, sure, yeah. that's what I'm looking at. So that that is, yeah, that is. I, I mean, I, I kind of, I sort of, I forgot to even bring that up just because it's, it is. I think entirely. I don't think Belichick is going to wait to find his next job until after the divisional round. Like if Mike McCarthy wins the beats the Packers soundly this week. And then loses in the division. Now look, Jerry Joe. There's a lot of there's a, a lot of buzz out there, and I don't know how much of it is is insider buzz so much as speculation. I, I mean, like I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's it's not a hundred percent, zero percent, but there is there is definitely some like speculation. It's like Jerry Jones had Bill Parcells. Jerry Jones probably likes the idea of seeing what Bill Belichick could do for the Cowboys. And if Mike McCarthy doesn't make it to the NFC championship game, I, I think you're right. That's not out of the question at all. Um, do you think that he will find a landing spot sooner or later? No, I think you're right. I think it's, I think he might be the first domino to fall outside of maybe Jim like, Harbaugh. I he, like, I don't think he's going to Tennessee. Like, I don't think that like, you know, sure, the, Tennessee, the Tennessee job, the Tennessee job is the second. To me, all right, here's how I have the I, I sent you, but I have the uh, Seahawks as one, just because the the talent, like it's a tough division, but the talent is the roster is very good. Um, I think the I think the Seahawks, Raiders, Chargers, Commanders, and Falcons are all you can move them around however you want. They're all sort of the top part. There's a gap, and then the Patriots, another gap, and then the Titans, and then another gap in the Panthers. And the reason the Panthers are so low is they have no first round pick and a loaded draft, and the owners crazy. The Titans roster is bereft. And like Belichick's not going to either the Titans or the Panthers, I don't think. Right. So like those spots could get filled, and it doesn't really move the needle at all. So, but if all of a sudden you know the the Chargers' job gets filled, Rabel goes there, or, or what have you, okay, I think there's a little bit more of an emphasis for Belichick. But I do think you kind of wait and see what else might open up, especially as you mentioned, you know, maybe past the divisional round. But outside of that, I think he looks for his next spot, and I think that that might have been little bit of the delay here, too, with Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Is there a world where they maybe could have traded Bill Belichick? Maybe they explored that mm. for a minute and decided, you know what? Actually, let's just part ways because it's just easier for everybody. 
I think that might have been part of the equation. But ultimately, I think if you're Belichick, you don't want to sit around and all of a sudden you look up and you say, oh, no, it's only the Titans and the Carolina Panthers that are left. At that point, you go do TV for a year and you see what happens. Yeah, at that point, you're like, I don't I don't have five years to break this record. Exactly. Uh, okay, we will get to Patriots candidates in a second. Um, it would be absolutely ridiculous to do a Bill Belichick is done with the Patriots emergency podcast and only talk about the immediate nature of all this. Uh, you've been a, you're a lifelong Patriots fan. I mean, I, I said, I look, I was in college when Belichick won his first Super Bowl. I bet on the Rams in college. Um, I mean, I'm not going to name my college bookie because I'm still buddies with him, but like, um, you know, like I look, I, um, I like Belichick, I mean, I remember, I remember going to like a Super Bowl party. Like, I mean, I, I've been to six or seven or eight of Belichick Super Bowls. You know, like I, I've, 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 I've sat, sat down and you know, I don't know him well at all. But I mean, like, he is. I mean, like the timeline in which Bill Belichick took over the Patriots to right now. I mean, is basically my entire adult life. And because I work in professional football, and I'm not you know close to New England, but like because I, we work in professional football, it is very much intrinsically tied to my like. It's impossible to think about not like my life without Bill Belichick, but it's just like just such a big part professionally. And because of the timeline it matches up, and I, I get, I think it's kind of crazy how people and we included because I was doing it on HQ a little bit. It's like. Well, Belichick sucked without Brady. It's like, this is the greatest coach of all time. Full period, full stop. Give me a coach that is great without great players. I mean, you know, right. there, there's very few and far between. You need great players. And Bill Belichick will tell you that. I will guarantee you when he does his press conference at noon, he's going to talk a lot about players. He's going to talk a lot about the great players that he coached, and he's only been able to accomplish what he's been able to accomplish because he's had great players. He said that a million times. So, you know, there there is a little bit of, all right, give the guy his flowers for a little bit because yeah. he is, as you mentioned, hard stop, the greatest head coach we've ever seen. He's overseen the greatest run the NFL has ever seen. Now, it ends on a sour note, as all of these things typically do. There, there is never really a storybook end to all of these things. It's always almost, kind almost of, never like even Peyton Manning walked away from football right. with a Super Bowl and he still limped out of there. Exactly. You know, on so, a second team, like it, it, and I think too, that like, that's part of like what Belichick understands too, though. Like he always understood, he understands the importance of the history of football, the importance of everything that is woven throughout this league. And he's like, like, there's no way Belichick believes he was above like fought like father time coming for you and you know in the NFL. Yeah. And for me, you know, just to kind of take the big macro view of the Belichick era, you got to look at where the Patriots were. And again, it's the same stuff with that we talk about with Brady, but look at where the Patriots were when he arrived. They were a laughing stock. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL, not just for that like given season, but historically were a horrid franchise. Robert Kraft comes in, purchases the team. They hire, he hires Bill Belichick or trades for Bill Belichick, however you want to call it. They obviously draft Tom Brady and they're off to the races and they become one of the blue bloods of the NFL. It's very hard to become a blue blood in any sort of professional sport, but to especially in modern times, exactly. And to now be intrinsically 
viewed as one of the core teams of the NFL. That is a remarkable thing. And you always look at the Forbes lists and all of that stuff. Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers, they're always up there. They're only up there, the Patriots are, because of what Bill Belichick was able to orchestrate. Yeah, no no question about it. Um, look, the six titles. I mean, Bel- Belichick's a guy, like, we have this research team that does this incredible job. Like, Belichick gets his own research. You know, like, like he gets his own. I, his I own think packet. he gets his own. Yeah, he gets his own doc. I, I do think to to your point. Um, I think I think, and I've got Good Morning Football on in the background. And shout out to uh, our old colleague Jamie Erdahl when she was talking about Pete Carroll and um, and re- Pete Carroll. She was like uh, Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll at Ohio State, and she was reading it. She was like, because Pete Carroll left to go to North Carolina State. Uh, that's right. I'm going to make it about NC State for a brief second. Pete Carroll did go to NC State. Bill Belichick also said, like, last offseason for the first time ever in an interview with, I think, with Mike Lombardi, like the podcast, he's like, yeah, Lou Holtz fired me for my first ever job at NC State. He's like, he'd taken the job and then uh, promptly got fired. But look, Belichick, six Super Bowl wins, most amongst any head coach in NFL history, 302 career wins, third most all-time. Don Shula, 328. Right? Yeah, I think that's right. Twenty. Sure. I can look it up. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got to win most Super Bowl appearances nine by a head coach in NFL history. Also, he won another Super Bowl as an assistant coach. Most playoff wins thirty one by a head coach in NFL history. Longest tenured head coach in the NFL since two thousand. The next closest, Mike Tomlin, two thousand seven. After that, Harbaugh, 08. and then Andy Reid, his second stint in Kansas or his first stint in Kansas City, second stint in two thousand and thirteen. Um, yeah, Shula's at 328 in regular season wins. Hollis at 318. Belichick at 308. So he needs 26 wins to catch him. Well, if you're looking at the all-time, I do think that they count postseason. Where, where Shula is 347, Belichick 333. Needs yeah. 14 wins to to tie him. There you go. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So it depends on. Yeah, I mean, I would guess that he wants. I would guess he wants both, but he would take the most all-time. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's true. Um, fifth most seasons by a head coach with one franchise all time which is insane because most of the other guys were from like the 50s and 60s and 70s he did this he did this at a time when free agency was becoming a thing i think belichick was ahead of the curve from an analytics perspective he was going for it on four, pete prisco once wrote fourth wrote column called fourth and jackass cbs sports let him write that column when belichick went for four with for fourth and two against the the colts um, only George Hollis, Curly Lambeau, Tom Landry, and Don Shula have more seasons with one NFL franchise. Belichick, the fifth oldest head coach in NFL history, which is kind of crazy. Um, and if you go back to p- past three Patriots head coaches, you can go back to 93. Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. Pretty wild. Um, up, up until yesterday, the last coach the Patriots fired and the last coach the Seahawks had fired had been Pete Carroll. Oh, that's wild. And now it's Bill Belichick, or at least parted ways, however you want to caveat it. All right. The Patriots have to hire a coach now. Somebody's got to replace Belichick. We got to talk about that. We'll do it after the break. Next. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. 
in the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you got to do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, New England Patriots, as we mentioned, looking for their first coach since 2000. Wild. It's crazy. How old were you in 2000? I was in second grade. I was a sophomore in college. However old that is. Jesus. God, I'm old as crap. Um, Pete Briscoe was like working at CBS Sports, which is insane. (laughs) It's actually, I think that was like, I I think it was Pete's first year. Wow. Should should Pete Briscoe walk away from CBS Sports? It does seem like all the old timers are kind of, you know, going yeah. away. Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Pete Briscoe. Who, who's to say? I, I just texted the <laughs> I thread with Pete. Pete, are you are you retiring? Um Okay. What the hell? Oh, okay, look, what the hell are the Patriots gonna do to replace Belichick? Who wants to replace Belichick? Everybody and their brother is going to say Mike Vrabel. Do you think it's Mike Vrabel? Do you think they go internally with Gerard Mayo? What do you think they do? First, Steve Belichick. First, first things first, when we talk about this, you have to note that there are actually two openings with the New England Patriots. They need a new Good GM point. and they need a new head coach. So I'm going to be interested to see on which one they Great go first. Point. Is it, are we going to let the GM run the organization and then pick his head coach? Or is it going to be, Kind of because uh, Andy Reid kind of runs Kansas City, but you know there, well, there's obviously GMs there. When it's- they hired when they hired Andy Reid in Kansas City, he it was very much like when the Seahawks hired Pete Carroll, right? Or right. when the 49ers hired Kyle Shanahan. If you got enough clout, you can say I want to. I've got GM candidates I want to work with, and I think that has been the preferred method of smart franchises to make sure you pair up because you want to you want the two sides working in tandem. Um, do, do you think that Robert Kraft will be making these calls or Jonathan Kraft? Well, that's the next question. I actually think this is a very interesting pivotal period in the ownership really group interesting for the Patriots because as much as we talk about, okay, Bill Belichick stepping down and moving on and this is kind of the end of the dynasty, that third pillar is Robert Kraft. And Jonathan Kraft is starting to get more and more of a voice inside that organization. And this would seem like a natural period where he kind of gains a little bit more power, gains a little bit more sway, has control. Because at some point, he's going to be the owner. He's going to be the guy that's making the shots and and, and calling the shots for the organization. This could be one of those moments where I think we see Jonathan Kraft a little bit more involved or we hear his name a little bit more than we do Robert Kraft. It, It does make sense to say, all right, look, Brady's gone. Belichick is gone. You know, Bob Kraft is the voice of the Patriots. But to sort of do it in a way like a like Jerry like Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, behind the scenes where it's yeah. Stephen Jones is doing all this. Jerry Jones is the one talking, but Stephen Jones is the one doing all the work. Because you're right, eventually at these owners' meetings, 
Jonathan Kraft will be the one talking. And you know, exactly. uh, so so that that does make a lot of sense. I think I would assume it would be collaborative with Robert and Jonathan. They obviously have a, a very good yeah you know, very good relationship. Um, would expect that you. So so all right, let's so I think I think you're correct about that. I think they will look. Let's say if they, if they're look if they're trying to find a way to look at Mike Vrabel, I think they would go that route that we talked about a second ago, which is okay, Vrabes. <laughs> You're kind of a jerk. I mean, in a good way, right? Like Vraves is just hard to everybody. Everybody says Vraves, you know, tough, not tough to work with. Just he's he's intense. So is Bill Belichick. Do you like? Do you have a like? I think if you go with like a Vrabel or a Jim Harbaugh, which I think is a crazy crackpot idea, personally. Um, I I would don't you don't you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, if they want to make a splash. If they want to make a splash, I don't know. I would see why the Patriots might want Harbaugh. I don't know why Harbaugh would, Harbaugh want, would want the Patriots. Yeah. Why would you follow Bill Belichick for Jim Harbaugh? Um, I, I think that, but like if you, if you go with a big name, then that's probably going to dictate who you're, what you do with the GM. Yeah. If you go with like a Gerard Mayo, just because of the unproven nature of it, then you are probably going to dictate what, who that person's GM is. And I think to your point, like that's, that that's it's it's hard to know for sure how the crafts will handle that. Yeah, that's the key piece as we kind of take these first baby steps in the post Belichick era. I think you mentioned the two names though, Gerard Mayo. If they want to keep things in house, and you got to remember, you know, last off season the Patriots came out with an unprecedented statement after an, an, another down year where they were saying, we're going into contract negotiations to extend Gerard Mayo. They didn't even announce the extension for Gerard Mayo. They announced that they were in conversations to extend him. And he obviously did not decide to go for head coaching interviews. So they really look at him highly. Kraft even was on record saying that, you know, he could be the heir apparent. Now things change in a year. I don't know how much Mike Vrabel's availability changes how they feel about Gerard Mayo. I still feel, I don't think that the Krafts are a, wishy-washy organization i don't think that they're t- a group that makes things decisions hastily i think that they could they still view gerard mayo as someone who could be their head coach now i do think that they should be diligent in their approach i do think that they should look into a guy like mike Vrabel. i think they should look at guys outside of the organization depending on which way they want to go this is the other thing too i mentioned the gm part of this but what is robert Kraft? what does jonathan Kraft want from this organization does he do they want a from the ground up rebuild or do they want to bring in a veteran quarterback and try to contend in 2024? Because those things kind of change the equation of what you would want in a head coach. If you decide that we want to draft a quarterback with the number three overall pick, or we're going to trade up into the top two to take either Caleb Williams or Drake may, maybe you want Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for mm. the and a, and a young guy that showed that he could work with a young quarterback in CJ Stroud. If that's the road you go down, maybe you do something like that with him or Ben Johnson in Detroit. That's something that you have to think about. If you want a little bit more continuity, Mike Vrabel, Gerard Mayo, that's certainly possible. Now, if you're Mike Vrabel, if you're the Rob Kraft and you go for Mike Vrabel, you run the risk of looking kind of weird with Gerard Mayo because yeah. you really did kind of promise, you know, in, in so uncertain terms, you've promised him this job. And now if all of a sudden Mike Vrabel becomes available and you just jump to him, you do run the risk of a little bit of bad publicity, bad press there with Gerard Mayo. Would Gerard Mayo work for Mike Vrabel? That's the big question, right? And so you have to think about it this way. Gerard Mayo is the linebackers coach of the New England Patriots. He's not 
the defensive coordinator. He's never held that title. He's the de facto defensive play caller. But if you could sell him on, hey, we just don't, we want to go with somebody with a little bit more experience as a head coach. We're going to keep you on as the defensive coordinator. You'll have that title. You'll have that pay, whatever you want to, you know. You don't have to follow Bill Belichick immediately. Exactly. Maybe, but maybe that works for only a year. And if the Patriots defense is good in 2024, is that dude gone in 2025? And is that something the Patriots want? This is the the kind of the problem with hiring a defensive-minded head coach. You know, this is what I look at for the offense. I'm concerned if they bring in a guy like Vrabel or Mayo, that they bring in a hot shot or, you know, hopefully a hot, a hot shot offensive coordinator. Well, typically that dude's gone in a year and whatever quarterback you drafted or brought in, he's dealing with a new offensive coordinator, which in history shows us has been a death sentence to these guys in their development. So you have to be smart in your approach. I personally would like an offensive guy. As much as there's ties to Brable and Mayo, I would like an offensive-minded head coach because I don't want to go through the ringer of bringing in new offensive coordinators year in and year out. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. I think if you – I haven't – and like – Coaching betting odds don't don't mean anything. Pretty worthless. They're all reactionary. But I think if I would guess that if you see it, um, you'll have uh, Vrabel minus a hundred minus one twenty five. Okay, maybe, maybe more, maybe like minus two hundred. I don't know. I don't think Mayo, I think Mayo if, one, if you, plus one fifty. Mayo plus one fifty, and then like Brian Flores th- three to one. They'll throw like Jim Harbaugh in there five to one stupidly. Nick Saban will be twenty to one. Yeah, Josh so Daniels twenty to one. I mean, is McD- McDaniel's isn't in play, right? No, I don't believe so. I think we're if we're talking about McDaniel's in play, OC for wherever Bill Belichick goes. I'm telling you, if Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons and they draft a court like Jaden Jaden Daniels out of LSU, the Heisman winner, who they could get at eight. Probably or trade up. Oh, there, yeah, the Patriots are three. They're, you're at eight. You trade up, get one of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Mortgage next year's future first if you're the Patriot, if you're the Falcons. Two first to move up and grab one of these quarterbacks, whatever you get them at eight, whatever it is. Belichick with that defense, McDaniels with those weapons and, and, a, and a good quarterback. If they hit on the quarterback, I'm just saying. An extremely hypothetical, juicy storyline that you and I should both, as as click viewer, click wanners and, and page view wanners, the Atlanta Falcons hire Bill Belichick. The Atlanta Falcons trade up to number two, right ahead of the New England Patriots at number three to take a uh, quarterback. I'm putting that, that in my Bel- Belichick to the Falcons story. That is, you can, I, you can take that. To take I'm going to steal that, that for be, sure. Yeah, abso- yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you think that a, what's more interesting, a Belichick to the Falcons story or a Belichick choose your own adventure with all the head coaching head coach opening story? Um, I think I would want, I, I would like to see him, if I had to choose for Bill Belichick, if I had my, uh, first of all, it's Dallas, but let's just throw Dallas out. Mm. That, that to me is the one that I want. I love the the craft Jerry Jones ownership rivalry that could yeah. emerge there. I just I, that to me is doing is doing what, for Dallas what Parcells couldn't do, like win a title for all of it. Yeah. You could just yeah. you, you hit all of those those great notes. I like the Chargers because for two reasons. One, I just think he, you you align yourself with the best quarterback available. 
that just makes all the sense in the world. The other reason is that the Patriots host the Chargers in 2024. Oh, 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 so oh, oh, that oh. is what I would very much like. And just for reference, I have it right in front of me. The Patriots just, you know, for what it's worth, the Patriots host the Chargers in 2024. The Patriots visit the Titans in 2024. They host the Falcons in 2025, and they mm. host the Panthers in 2025. They also play an NFC East opponent in 2025, depending on where they stand in the in So it could easily be the Commanders if both those teams finish last play exactly in right. the same slot, yeah, next year. So we're looking um, forward, that's 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 what awesome. keep an eye on. It's awesome stuff. So I, I I also want I like the idea of Belichick to the Chargers and he does a full Andy Reid makeover where he starts wearing like Hawaiian shirt hoodies or Hawaiian <laughs> just, hoodie just like so Cal Bell. Yeah, he just like and he's like and he's like super chill with the media and he's like, like just like a completely different guy. I think it would be like I mean not Andy Reid was you know gruff and Philly. I just think it would he's be just like he's just surfing. He's got like he's got his boat six rings out yeah. there. Just, yeah, he's like hey, it's. Hey, what's happening, chill bros? Like, you guys relaxing today, media members? The media members of LA would give him would give him a, like not an ounce of lip. He would be so laid back. All right, great stuff as always, Sully. Breaking down. You're gonna be busy today. I hope you're aware. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day. I'm, I'm heading long down day. there. I'm heading down there at, at, at uh, noon. Oh yeah, you gotta get yeah get down there at noon. Uh, make sure to check out everything Sully's doing on CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ. Of course, we'll be here. Whenever something new happens, we get hirings. We'll have an emergency podcast and uh, much more on Bill Belichick out in New England, the end of an era. Sully, as always, buddy. Thanks, man. No problem. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.